Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mind Over Marketing. This is your host, Shannon Lackey. And today I am here with the co-owner of Powerhouse Podcasting, Matt Creasy. Hi, Shannon. Did I say it right? Yeah, you said it okay, right. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, technically it's Matthew, but... Whatever. Oh, it's Matthew. Okay, all right. Um, well, I met Matthew because he was running an Instagram contest for a free podcast recording package. And I was the lucky winner. I was like, I just... I'm going to do it. I have a feeling like I've always kind of wanted to start a podcast. I also have my business going. I can maybe do a business podcast. I'm just going to enter and I feel like I'm going to win. And then the next thing I know, I won. And so I met with Matt. He sat me down. He was great. We did a consultation. We decided to move forward with the business one. And then when my free package run out, of course, his plan worked <laughs> and I decided to stick around. So here I am. Uh, thanks to Matt. So I really appreciate all the support. Um, and I just wanted to share with my listeners how beneficial podcasts can be for their business or any other reason, whether they're trying to just grow, you know, their influence online to maybe earn some passive income or there's something they're really passionate about. And you shared with me that seven out of 10 people now listen to podcasts and that over 60 percent of listeners will search a product or business after they hear about it in a podcast, which is crazy. Then. Um, the last stats, a little controversial for me since I do <laughs> social media management, but 59% of people in 2019 spent more time listening to a podcast than scrolling through social media, which we talked about, you know, people kind of multitask and like, what types of things do you do when you listen to podcasts? So I listen to, I listen to podcasts while I work, while I drive, while I work out, which I don't do very often, but <laughs> anything, anytime I have free time where I'm not having to focus on stuff going on around me. I usually have podcasts on. Yeah. And, and a lot of really good podcasts are, you know, an hour long. Mm -hmm. So even if you take a road trip with the family. So I can see why that stat would be skewed more, you know, with people listening to podcasts longer. But guys, don't give up on social media. People are still checking their phone daily, multiple times per day. You still want that top of mind market share. But you may want to consider starting a podcast or you may want to even consider being a sponsor for a podcast. Um, given these stats. And so Matt is here today to tell us all about the who, what, when, where, why, how. And so Matt, I'm going to hand it over to you. And maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about how to choose a topic and, and how to choose whether you should have a co-host or not. Okay. <clears throat> well, first I'll say that I love podcasting, right? It's my life right now. And um, I've loved podcasting for a long time. I've been into podcasting for over 10 years. And um Really, the questions you just asked are the first questions that I think everybody should ask themselves is, one, should I have a co-host? Because what I've learned over the last few years of doing this is that that's usually the biggest reason for a podcast not working is because co-hosts mm -hmm. uh, in a perfect world, right? Everybody's schedules always align and everybody meets up at the right time and we can record every week and it works beautifully and your podcast is amazing. But most of the time, that's not always reality, right? People have yeah. jobs, people have kids, people have life. And so co-hosts are really difficult. And um, so make sure that when you're choosing a co-host that you guys are aligned on that first part being the time, how much time you're going to invest into actually doing the recording of the podcast. And then two, the stuff that comes afterwards, like the stuff that you've been teaching me more of, like the social media aspect, how to make sure that you're promoting your podcast correctly, who's doing the show notes, who's doing the uh, little videos and the clips and all these other things that go along with if that's like your goal of the podcast, which is the second question I always ask is, what's the goal of your podcast? Yeah. Is your is your goal to be the biggest podcast in the world? Because then if, then if that's it, you got to do all those things. 
if your goal is to have fun and come and record, which I love those types of podcasts too, and you don't care about any of that, then just come have fun and record. Like that's, that's awesome too. You don't have to worry about that stuff, but. Well, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff anyways, because you take care of most of it. (laughs) (laughs) I show up, record, they take care of the editing and they do the show notes. Like just now when you were saying show notes, I just thought show notes. Oh yeah, that's right. Like he takes care of all the notes, make sure everything gets taken care of. So, um, and now that brings me, you know, well, tell them a little bit before we go down the other questions, tell them about exactly how you got started in podcasting. I want them to know like your background a little more. Okay. So, well, I'll start first with, um, my, one of my jobs that I had about 10 years ago, I was commuting like two and a half hours there, two and a half hours home every day. So like five hours on the road every day. And it gets really boring listening to the radio for five and a half hours or five hours a day because it's, it's like on repeat. Yeah. So I found podcasts. Like that's when I discovered podcasts and that, that was it. I was five hours of podcasts every day, learning all this stuff, learning about your favorite podcast. At that time, I was listening to a lot of conspiracy theory podcasts okay. because <laughs> cool. I thought they're just like interesting to listen to on the road. Yeah. Um, and then like Joe Rogan, of course, and some of those other big ones and comedians. I love listening to comedians on podcasts. But then after a few years of that, I decided I wanted to do my own. I wanted to do my own podcast. So I started my own podcast in my room with a couple buddies and um, we recorded for a while. And then I started getting more serious about it and I started bringing guests over. And that got kind of weird, bringing people you don't know into your house, right? Yeah. And then I have kids, so my kids would be like yelling in the other room, and I'm trying not to get that on the recording. So it gets a little bit hard to record uh, like a professional type of podcast uh, in your home. And so that gave me the idea of this. And then also what I was getting is people were calling me because they heard I had a podcast. They'd be like, hey, how'd you start it? What'd you buy? Uh, How do you do the editing? Who taught you how to do it? Like all these questions. And then so I was like, well... If everybody's asking me for all of this help, why not just make it a service? Because yeah. it seems like other people want to try it. So And it's great. It's an amazing service. Anytime I'm talking to other people in my Facebook groups about podcasting stuff and they're talking about their mics and editing and all this stuff, I'm like, I don't have to worry about any of that. I just go to this local place and like even, you know, people can send the files to you virtually to edit mm-hmm. and stuff. So they don't even have to be in the same location. But everybody was jealous. <laughs> I was like, well, here's their information, you know. But um, from there, so you so you started this, which is great. And you were talking a little bit about filming in your room or recording in your room. Yeah. What type of equipment? If somebody like said, okay, I've just, I'm going to do it on my own at home. I don't have any kids because I've dealt with that problem before mm-hmm. when recording videos and stuff. Um, what kind of equipment would you recommend that they start with? Like the basics of starting out. Yeah. So one of the things that also I try to always help people is like, if you need help with this stuff, just contact me. I'm going to help you. Because one of the mistakes I made when I started is I bought equipment that didn't really end up working for me in the end. So I, I wasted not tons of money, but hundreds of dollars yeah. on equipment that I could have bought in uh, much better equipment that would have been more long term. Um, but I just didn't know. Like I was just buying stuff because I was I was Googling what to buy for podcasting. And that's what it told me. Yeah. <laughs> and it might have been kind of right. Like it worked, but it wasn't what I actually should have bought. So. Um, it's like whoever paid the most for to be at the top. Probably. <laughs> That's yeah. probably what happened. Um, but first, I would say there's two there's two ways that I always like to separate it. Is it you by yourself talking? Because that's one route. And that this is kind of important. Or is it you doing interviews or having co-hosts? Because okay. the equipment is very different for those two things. So if it's you by yourself, all you need is a computer and a what they call a USB style microphone. So it just means it plugs into your computer. And then and then you're good, you're good to go. You record in your in your house or whatever. You can record. You do need a software to record to. Um, if you're using like a Mac, GarageBand comes on every Apple computer. 
what you're welcome from Apple. It's free. Um, <laughs> if you're on Windows, you can use Audacity, which is free. A little limited on on editing, but you can use it. It's free. And okay. then there's all these other other softwares you can use that you can pay for. Okay. If you're doing a group, what's your top one that you would recommend? I love Audition. I like Adobe okay. because once you learn Adobe, you kind of learn Adobe. And there, Adobe has uh, video editing, audio editing, like graphic design. Pretty much, they they have everything, right? Yeah. They have a whole suite. So I use Adobe, um, but there's tons of them that are really good. Okay. Um, and then if you're doing a group, here's where I messed up: is in order to have multiple mics, you can't plug more than one mic really into a computer. So you have to have something that you can plug all the mics into to plug into your computer. Okay. So your options are you buy a mixer or you buy an audio interface. And the easiest thing to buy uh, of those two is probably an audio interface. And the reason I say that is because if you buy an audio interface, when you plug in four mics, on the other end, the computer reads four mics. If you buy a mixer and you plug in four mics, on the other end, it reads one mic. Okay. All four of them get combined to one. And that's better. For and the... it makes it way harder for editing with that. You oh, want them you, to be separated. Okay, you for want editing. them separated. Okay. Yeah, because if you're really loud and I'm really quiet on one track, it's really hard for me totally. to make me loud. Yeah, I but get But if what we're all separate, saying. I can do whatever I want to each of us. So I'll, you want separate tracks. So audio interface is the better one to buy. Okay, is there a certain brand that you... No, no, I totally oh, okay. understand. No, I'm like clear now. Like okay. I was thinking, oh, one, at first I thought was better, but no, that makes sense because I have done, you know, some video editing before and I'm like, man, I wish this wasn't in there. If only I could separate mm-hmm. that out, you know, but... Um, what do you recommend? Like, is there a certain product? Yeah, I like Focusrite um, and I like Zoom. Those are probably like the two biggest ones that I would purchase. Uh, also, Rode makes like the Rodecaster, but that's a little higher end. I think it's like $600 for that one. Oh, okay. How much are the other ones? Like, what's the most budget friendly? Like, uh, like, like you can get one? like a Focusrite, like a, a two mic plug in one. I think like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. I'm not sure okay. exactly, but it's, it's going to be a couple hundred bucks. I'm sure you can find some on Amazon. Behringer makes some really cheap ones. Um, that you can buy that are good if you're just starting out, you know? Okay. Um, so those are all good options. Do but, you ever find that people like resell those things? Mm-hmm. Like maybe somebody, so where would it be a Facebook good place Marketplace, to go? Facebook Marketplace, eBay. Okay. Yeah, I see them on Facebook Marketplace, even in our town, which is not like crazy big. Okay. I still see them um, places like that, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I'm just thinking like for somebody starting out, maybe they're not sure they want to fully commit. Like they don't maybe want to drop 600 bucks on an item yeah. right away. Yeah, but... don't buy the Roadcaster Pro coming out the gate <laughs> unless you're just really serious and money is not really a big deal. Yeah. But OK, so we got the equipment down. Any other equipment like mic? Yeah. So okay. if you're going to do the multiple people and you're going to buy the audio interface, you're not looking for a USB style mic anymore. You're looking for what's called an XLR mic. And all an XLR mic is, and I think you can see it on the camera, is just this plug right here. This okay. is called an XLR plug, and it just makes it so that you can plug into a mixer or an interface. Okay. And then outside the back of the uh, interface or the mixer, it's going to be a USB. So you just plug it right into your gotcha. computer. Okay, simple enough. Pretty easy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, gosh, you know a lot. Like, I don't even realize. Like, I, I'm even more appreciative now. I'm like, I don't have to worry about what kind of mic to buy or anything like that. So, um, all right, next. So we did who, what. We did, talked about who. We talked about what. What about... Um, I was going to say when to post, but maybe we can talk a little bit about that later. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess when to post. When to post would be a good one. When to post your podcast? Yeah, like have you found that there's any like optimal time to post like or how often they should post? So uh, those there's two separate questions. But so the frequency, right? That's the thing I love about podcasting is that um, right now it's kind of like a little bit of the wild, wild west. They're starting to get more structured, but... There is no one thing that works, right? So it's not like, hey, you have to post 
one episode a week. That's the only way you're going to make it in the podcasting industry. That's that's just not how it works right now. It's uh, you can do one time a week. You can do two times a week. You can do five times a week. You can do twice a month. There's no set. You have to do this thing um, on that part of it. And then on the day of the week that you post, though, that I've been working on and I've been looking at a lot of data on that. And I and I feel like I've been noticing around the weekend. Uh-huh. So between Friday and Monday seems to be the des- the best days of the week to post. Really? Okay. So for some reason, the people that have been posting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from my experience so far, have had lower numbers than people posting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. So I don't know if that's because more people are listening on the weekends or more people are listening Monday morning. Do you find really like that when they post it, does it get detailed enough to where you can see like do most of those listens come on the day that they post it or maybe they posted it and then more people listen to it throughout the week like if you post it on a saturday or sunday do you get more views because there's that whole week and it's still pretty fresh yeah so for sure you get probably most of your views within the first seven to ten days is what i've seen okay um but you can see daily like yeah on day one i got 37 listens on day two i got 300 on day three it, it can break so it down does like it that. tend to like spike like let's say they post friday to sunday does it spike on friday to sunday or does it like come in and then does it still it just seems to be consistently higher during those four days so it kind of depends on the podcast people are doing laundry i know maybe that's what it is my husband would throw on like some podcasts while we're like folding laundry and stuff like that maybe i honestly like me i don't listen to it i do much more listening monday through friday yeah than i do on saturday and sunday but everybody's different the outlier yeah i guess i guess yeah (laughs) but okay cool that's interesting that's really good to know um and then what about like what platforms? Like let's say they've recorded their podcast now. When I came in here, my head was spinning. You're like RSS feeds and <laughs> um, Captivate. I'm put on Apple and all. I'm like, what? Like, can you walk them through how to actually get it accepted into Apple and all that good stuff? Okay, so one part that we didn't, I didn't hit on uh, at the beginning part with the mics and stuff is a host, a hosting site. So uh, getting a good host is important, and there is. Since especially since last year, there's like hundreds of people that are trying to get you to host on their website now. Like everybody's it's like that's like one of the markets right now that's booming is like people are trying to be the leader in that market. And then there's some people that have been around forever, like uh, Libsyn, um, Blueberry, like there's some uh, Podbean. There's a few of them that have been around for a while. I think I've heard of Podbean. And, And they all offer different things. And some of them are free and some of them are paid for. Um, I've used like six different ones and this last one that I'm at captivate, which is the one that I use for you is absolutely my favorite. Like I love captivate. Yes. You have to pay for it. It's the same price as almost all the other ones. It's like 20 bucks a month or whatever. Um, but they give you all of the, uh, analytics. They, 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 they make it so easy. They give you marketing stuff. They give you free like uh i mean you still need a marketing person too but yeah. they try to give you like no, a bunch of free tools I, matt matt's trying to like make sure like, he doesn't take away yeah. from me but no um uh there i agree though because i i'm not an expert at podcast marketing like i'm learning it it's still fairly new to me so i would never sit there and say like i'm the best person i can definitely give you strategies and tips on how to market in other areas but i'm always learning in my business that's mm. what i love about marketing is that it's always something new and i don't really get bored a lot of other jobs i would just get bored after and it's a while changing a lot too right oh it changes so much and so even with the podcasting those videos are helpful like i i need to put it on my schedule to go through them more regularly but the little bit of time that i've had to pop in there they're very informative and so i think it's a great feature that captivate has and captivate has like a support group like yeah a group that you can go to and be like hey i'm having this problem 
who can help and it's really active on facebook on facebook yeah and so that like that's a pretty cool feature that i haven't seen anywhere else and all their stats are certified um, by iab something it's like an international board that certifies those kinds of statistics so they're one of the few companies that has certified analytics which is pretty cool um, but yeah, I really love Captivate. That's so awesome. sorry, I, I kind of got off track. No, that's okay. anyways, Captivate or, or a site like that, like Podbean or Libsyn. Um, that's where you're going to place your podcast. You're going to upload the audio to it. And then they're going to actually feed that audio to all of the other places. Okay. So you pick a host, pick a good one that actually is connected to all of them. So Captivate has like, I think over 20 of them that they're connected to. You, you can, they're even like overseas. I tell people like people are like, where's your podcast? I'm like, Everywhere. I don't know. I'm like Google, Spotify, and like anywhere else you can find a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I tell them. Like, yeah. Pretty or much. Apple. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. All those places. There is some that you'll go to and it'll, it'll just have the major ones. Like it'll have um, Spotify, iPodcasts, or the podcast app on iTunes, and then Google. Yeah. But there's so many other ones that people use in other, and especially in other countries that uh, you want to be a part of. Um, so once you have it all set up on a host, they usually make it pretty easy. You just set up, you connect to all of them. And then once you're connected and you're uploading, then you're connected forever. You don't have to do anything else. And I'll share a little bit. Like I've, I've had to learn a little bit about what to do. I'm not the best at this, but um, yeah, Matt, like he'll load the audio for me in there. And then it's pretty easy. You just go in there and put in a title, a description. He's even going to start doing a little bit of that for me. But Mm -hmm. you can schedule the podcast out too. So there are some really cool features in there that I liked as I'm trying to develop my process to ensure that we stay more consistent. And, you know, it's just taking the time to learn it and then leverage those features to help make your life easier, you know, so you can still reach people. But yeah, it's pretty cool. And then then you just push your button and then it goes live and then you can check. You have a little dashboard in there and yeah. it'll show you like how many listens you've had. And um, it's, I think just a tip real quick to throw in there. I love being a part of, you know, powerhouse podcasting because it's a podcast studio and you get to connect with other people that are doing podcasts and you guys can make goals and hold each other accountable. So even if you're not a part of something like this necessarily, you can be a part of, um, there's a lot of great groups for podcasts mm-hmm. on Facebook. I'm sure there are some on LinkedIn, but I, I'm focused more of my energy on the yeah. Facebook groups and people are very supportive. They're always looking like, Hey, do you want to be a guest on my show? Like, can I have you as a guest on mine? And they help each other in there. And it's a great way to build accountability partners. If you don't have somebody like powerhouse podcasting, you know, locally. So yep. So Reddit also has a huge oh. podcast. Um, they have some really big podcast subreddits for finding guests or co- or oh, they I call it uh, swap casting, which okay. is like two podcast hosts go on each other's show and they both publish one episode of both of their uh, shows. That's so cool because I was actually thinking, man, I should just have Matt do my marketing minutes today. <laughs> People will kind of do something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm like he could tell them like everything there needs to be about podcasts. But I think we're covering a lot of it in the interview. So that's cool. I hadn't heard that term before. See, I always learn something new. <laughs> But, um, all right, let's see. I know there were a couple other things I wanted to make sure we told them, um, I guess purpose, like how to monetize to like, you know, a little bit about that. I obviously know, you know, if you guys have sponsors, you can make money. And if you have, um, affiliate links and affiliate marketing, you can leverage the podcast for that. But you know, a little bit more about that than I do. So tell them. So there's a few ways. ways you can make money, right? Like you said, sponsors is probably like one of the biggest ones. Um, and then there's a really cool website called Podcorn that you can check out if that's something you're interested in. But they're like a, a middleman between you and like national and global sponsors. But you have to have a, a good 
consistent listening listenership in order to be in something like that. Yeah. Um, but then there's also paywall. So paywall is what's becoming more and more popular in the podcasting world. That's like Patreon. Yeah. Or uh, something similar. There's other ones now too, or like your website. You could even do like a private paywall where you do it like through your own website or something. Okay. Um, but then they just subscribe. Like, hey, you pay three ninety nine a month or whatever it is, and you have access to like my podcast or maybe some podcasters. They'll do like an hour free and then an hour paid or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of a trend in marketing too right now. It's like they'll give you like a little bit for free and then you can pay these like micro subscriptions. Like it's yeah. a smaller amount of money per month. That people can pay because people, you know, can't always pay hundreds or thousands of mm -hmm. dollars, but, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks here or there for the premium content. So rather than having to go online and watch two hour webinars and pay for a $37 class and another $37 class, you can just pay like three bucks or five bucks a month. And then you get this consistent content coming to you from a source that you already know and trust. And you're always staying up to date on things. So or being entertained, you know, whatever the podcast purpose is. Yep. So that's that's awesome. I forgot about that. Paywall. Hey, yeah. Definitely getting more popular. But sponsors are a I mean, you could even use to. Patreon for that. Oh, tons too. of people yeah, use there's, Patreon. There's, there's tons of different things you can do. I'm kind of curious too. Like I'm speaking on a subject I'm not educated on right now. It's one I'm trying to learn about. But like with all those NFTs, they were saying like any kind of digital mm -hmm. um like any anything digital you can turn into an NFT. So I'm yeah. like Hmm. I'm all thinking about ways we can make money on that. So more to come if my brain cracks the code on that. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of money to be made in NFTs in Ugh, the future. Yeah, we need to have that in like our little mastermind group. We need to talk about NFTs because I'm I'm kind of interested in that right now. But um, all right. So those are some good ways. And then sponsorships. How would somebody go about getting a sponsor so aside from Podcorn? Like, let's say they're yeah. a little bit smaller and they're starting out. And that's cool that you. I didn't know about Podcorn, but I know that. There are um, other sites like that that are like the middleman. If you are an influencer and you want to, like, let's say you have a blog or you have a heavy following on Instagram, you can go ahead and apply there, similar to getting like an Amazon affiliate link, mm -hmm. but they'll hook you up with different brands like Target or something like that. And other brands, you can go directly to them and say, hey, I want to be an affiliate for you. But a lot of times it's easier to go to that like third party and then they just broker you out to everybody and then they'll sometimes, tell you. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it is. So that's something to think about. And then um, I don't know exactly how you would, you know, how this could work. I'd have to do a little bit more research, but it might be worth somebody else listening, looking into um, my friend's been doing stellar reviews and she does influencer also. Have you heard of those? Mm -mm. You can go on and do reviews and for different products. So you write, you sign up, you get an account on stellar reviews or influencer or any of the other sites like that. And then they'll start sending you some products. So if your podcast, um, has something like that, you could probably do reviews there and there might be a way where you can show that off. And the more mm. following and traction you get, you'll get better, um, products. So I don't know all the details you might want. There may be an opportunity there, so don't quote me, but it's worth looking into. Um, at least it makes you look legit if you're getting free stuff and reviewing it at the very least. Like my friend just got like a $900 stroller for her baby. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And then they end up selling the stuff after they get it too. So, I mean, it might, it might be worth like building a following just by getting the free stuff and sharing the reviews just like they do on YouTube. But I don't know if anybody really does reviews like that on a podcast, do they? not that I i'm know. sure they're out there but I'm, sure yeah, I'm not are. aware of it's just because ones. reviews you know yeah. on that kind of stuff you usually want that visual element which yeah. you can have in podcasting also but yeah yeah you can always post it on youtube mm -hmm. or something like that but still like if you can describe the item like a mom who's trying to pick a car seat they're driving down the road and they can listen to it it's 
it's a lot easier. So 100%. Oh, this, you want me to, the smaller podcast? You want me to, the yeah. getting, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I got us a little sidetracked guys. <laughs> um, so there are some things you can do. One is if you're in like a niche podcast, is that how you say it? Niche, 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 whatever. Niche. I don't know. <laughs> if you're one of those, niche, right. Niche. Um, if you're, especially if you're in a very specific one, uh, once you get, you don't even have to have a huge following usually, but once you get somewhat of a following and you, and you can consistently show that you're like doing the podcast, uh-huh. that's like one of the important pieces that they're going to be looking for is, are you consistent? Yeah. And like, how long have you been doing it? Cause if you're two episodes in, it might be harder to get somebody to pay money than somebody that's 200 episodes in. Like that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, but you can reach out directly. Like just, I know I've like, so in the Reddit groups, you see people all the time, like, Oh, I was, I reached out to 37 companies yesterday and I got one email back and they said they were going to pay, they were going to sponsor my podcast for this many episodes. Wow. So there's people out there that just grind and they're just sending stuff out to things that they think their listeners would benefit from. And then vice versa, the business would benefit from because that's the listeners that they're trying. That's the demographic they're trying to hit. Do they say how they're finding those businesses? Like I have a few ideas off the top of my head, like, you know, LinkedIn, you can get directly to some people, Instagram, but are they going to websites? Are they like they're Googling going, and going and just messaging, just messaging people? Same thing. Yeah. So pretty much. Okay. So like for my podcast, uh, one of my safety podcasts that I do, I went to some of the local safety companies here and I said, here's my podcast. And then you build like a branding kit. And my co-owner, he actually helped me with this because it's like a thing that bands do. Like they, they build like a, a, a kit that shows like their band progress and everything. So it's the same thing for your podcast. Yeah. You say like, this is my demo. This is how long I've been doing it. This is the goal of the podcast. This is what we're talking about. And then you, you give all that to the business and you say, this is what like your, your audience that you could be targeting, uh, by, by being in our show as an advertiser or a sponsor. And then you just, so like I went to safety companies because it's a safety podcast. So it makes sense for them to do it in my podcast because now they're reaching, I finally have a few thousand listeners, which isn't crazy, right? But they're reaching a few thousand professionals in the industry that they sell to, which is pretty good for them. Like that's better than doing a commercial on the radio where a very small percentage might be that niche. Exactly. So so it's really beneficial for businesses, even if you're a smaller podcast, if it is a niche that they're in. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. That's why I try to tell a lot of people like when they're marketing, I'm like, why are you like, who's your target market? And they'll just say like, well, I'll sell to anybody, everybody. And I'm like, oh, but your messaging, it's mm-hmm. its so much harder to find that person that actually is likely to convert or who's going to benefit most from your service. Because then you could do something like a niche podcast and they'll listen to it if you know your target market. But when you don't know your target market, now you have a problem. <laughs> you know, you're, it's diluted, like your efforts yeah. are diluted. So yours are very concentrated, which I could see sponsorships being very beneficial for those businesses. But um, financially, like what, like what? Do you tell them, hey, like, here's how much an, a sponsorship spot would cost? Or do they say, hey, I'll pay you this? Or I mean, like, how do you propose that people go about doing that? So there is kind of like standards that are based more off of like radio advertisements and stuff. And okay. like, um, what do they call it? Like cost per whatever. There's like a little uh, CPM. Yeah, like cost, yeah. whatever. What does that stand for? Cost per minute? I can't remember what the M stands for, but like it's like cost per thousand. Yeah, it's pretty much for like every 1000 downloads. So yeah. there is like some set rates like that. Um, but what I did is I said, here's what I have, here's how consistent I've been. And I set my own rates and then I just kind of negotiated and I said, here's what I, 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 you could do it either way. You could say like, Hey, here's how much I want for 10 episodes or, uh, and you just pay like a flat fee for the next 10 episodes. Or you could say like, um, like kind of like a pay-per-click like, Hey, uh, I'll, I'll do your sponsorship for the next four episodes. 
And then every listener I get will pay like whatever cents per, per download. Gotcha. And then that way they're paying more like pay per click instead of a flat fee. So that's kind of cool. Way. I like that. That'd be a really cool concept for somebody starting out too, so that the business doesn't feel like, well, I'm paying money and I might not get anything, yeah. you know? So that's, that's a great way for somebody starting out to negotiate, you know? And then if you do really well, it's not like you got cheated, you know, you get paid too. So it's a win-win mm -hmm. in my opinion. That's awesome. That's really cool. So many ways to be creative, really. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. Well, anything else that you can think of? Let's see. I think we covered the who we covered the platforms to use when, um, what about any editing tips, any extra editing tips? I was hoping you were going to get that. Okay, good. I mean, like we talked a little bit about addition, but when it comes to the editing, if they're going to do it themselves, what's, what does that take? So editing takes time, right? Okay. It takes a lot of time. And especially if you don't know how to edit, then there's a ton of time learning how to edit. That's true. So learning how to edit is not easy, but um, it takes a lot of dedication, right? Just like any, any other hobby, it takes a long time to get really proficient at it. And editing is the same way. So um, that's one of the other things that, that we do here, right? Is that uh, if you don't want to learn how to edit and take all that time out of your life or spend four hours every, editing every podcast you do because you don't have the time to do that, then you just sub it out to somebody like us or, or somebody else. Is that what it takes? It takes that long sometimes? It depends on the length of the, the okay. length of the podcast. Wow. But okay. in the beginning, when you're new to editing... For sure. Like yeah. now I've built like chains and stuff that makes it faster for me. But if you're new to editing, it's hours. Yeah. And then especially how much... Some people like highly, highly edit their podcasts. I, I see some people on Reddit eight to 10 hours per podcast oh, episode. Oh my goodness. Okay. And so it can take a long time. And so... um. You either sub it out or you learn how to do it yourself and you just start watching YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Good old YouTube. So awesome. Well, um, I would highly recommend you guys save the time learning and you just go to Matt cause he's very affordable and does a great job. Um, are all the, is all the information about rates and services up on the mm -hmm. website? Yeah. Just go to powerhousepod.com. And, um, if you just scroll down on the homepage, all of our service rates, all of our rates right there for all of our services, including editing at the bottom. You can see how much it costs just to edit. Okay. And then um, you guys should give them a follow on Instagram too. It's powerhouse podcasting. Oh, I should know this <laughs> at powerhouse podcasting. Yeah. And then what about Facebook powerhouse, powerhouse podcasting? podcasting? Okay, cool. Anywhere else that you guys, do you have a YouTube? Um, No, not really. Okay. Not really active on there. Okay. LinkedIn, Twitter. Yeah, we have LinkedIn. You can okay. follow us on LinkedIn. I don't have a Twitter though. Are you guys active on LinkedIn at all? A little bit. A little bit. I'm trying to use Snap. LinkedIn what about Snap? TikTok? No, no Snap. No Snap. We've, I've talked about TikTok or I've talked to you about TikTok, but we okay. haven't made it yet. Yeah, we definitely need to get on TikTok. Yeah. I think it would be good for you guys for sure. But all right. Well, that was a lot of really good information. I kind of am sitting here thinking I know there's probably a billion other things I can ask and that we can talk about too. But um, if you guys have any questions out there and you're listening, like definitely, you know, shoot us a message and we can maybe do a second episode. I'm here all the time. He's the one behind the scenes, like doing the recording and all that stuff. So if you have any burning questions, I'm sure we can get the answers, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we'll get that information out to you. Is there anything else you want to leave them with? Nope. Just DM me if you have any questions. Also, okay. I have a blog that explains kind of what oh. I talked about today. It's at powerhousepod.com. It's called the Powerhouse Guide to Podcasting. Cool. Um, so it talks about co-host choosing hardware, all that stuff. Do you have things set up for your email list right now too? 
Yeah. So okay. if you go to my website, you can sign up for our newsletter. You'll get a little discount for podcasting and editing services too. So Perfect. sign up on our website. Yeah. Go check it out because like he and I have talked a little bit about doing some different things like courses and workshops and stuff. So stay tuned, um, you know, just subscribe. And then when things start moving, you'll be in the know when things like that start happening. So, uh, well, that's about it. I guess that was good. That was some awesome. good. I learned a lot today for sure. So thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. Be sure to, I always say like, and subscribe, subscribe. leave <laughs> yeah. a five-star review. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. And that's it. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone.